Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about all of the latest and greatest ongoing manga releases, and also shit like Rent-A-Girlfriend this week. My name is Bruce, I'm the captain of this ship and the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is First Mate Gautam. What's up, people? Uh, please keep in mind for this podcast, all major discussions, we will be talking spoilers. Uh, this week that means up to Rent-A-Girlfriend Chapter 275. Uh... A manga that gets one page every year, chapter five, that is the name of the manga, um, and Ranger Reject, also known as Go Go Loser Ranger, which is an awful name, uh, chapter 89. Uh, before we start, let me pug a few quick things. If you want to watch us live, we are live on the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel on Tuesday nights. If you want to check out the VODs, they will be up on the WGB Weekly Manga Podcast channel a few days after that, hopefully sooner now, uh, due to some things that we'll talk about at the end. Um, if you want to listen to us on your local podcast provider, we are available uh, on all of the big ones. That is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Sam Samsung Podcasts, and a few more. And we're on the RSS community if you want to directly download us to listen to us in mass. Don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support us, first of all, head on over to the YouTube channels, give those a like, subscribe, click the little bell so that you know when we're live and when we update. Go to the podcast provider of your choice and give us a follow or a like or a subscribe, whatever option they have there. Um, if you want to provide a little bit more support to us, there is a Patreon over at patreon.com slash WGBmanga. Um, any type of positive reinforcement for those, go and do them. They help us a lot. And with that, let's get started with the news, although the news is pretty light this week. Um, the big one, and this is a carryover from last week. Last week it was rumored that Kodansha was launching an official English manga reader site, and this year, this week it is official. I believe this was announced today. Uh, but we do have a date coming May 10th, K-Manga, the Kodansha manga reader. This is only for the U.S., which I have heard um, some whinging about, which is completely acceptable only u.s you know there's huge english-speaking populations outside the u.s uh but yeah so kodansha has stuff like you can see here it's attack on titan i believe that's blue lock fairy tale tokyo revengers and chihayafuru which are also maybe their five biggest series of all time uh but yeah so this it's happening i it's kind of weird that they chose like two series that have already ended uh but uh, also the name K-Manga is, a, I, I just don't think it's a good name because it's a little confusing. Oh, yeah. You think? Uh, I think it just sounds like Korean manga, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yes. Because they, they do make manhwa and they call like uh, Korean dramas K-dramas. So K-dramas, K-pop, yeah. K-manga, it's just manhwa. Yeah, I can, I could see that. I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. I think if you're a manga reader and someone tells you about the K-manga app, Maybe you think it's Korean, but I don't know. I, I think if I didn't know anything about it, I'd think it was uh, for Manwa, you know? Yeah. I think it was Korean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, either way, uh, good stuff and also not great that it's US only. I, I don't know the reasoning behind that. Maybe it's a licensing thing. I think, yes. I would. My guess is that it is probably a licensing thing. I mean, the big thing I've seen um, a lot of commenters on Twitter and Reddit and stuff mention is that like the French manga market is like equal to the U S manga market by, by sales. And France is, I don't know, 
a quarter the population, maybe a third the population of the U.S., fifth the population. I don't know. I'm not going to Google that right now. Much smaller, right? But manga reading in France is really big. It's um, huge, yeah. Is, but I would assume this is probably something to do with licensing, right? Is that there is probably, you know, a Spanish licensor, a UK licensor, a French licensor that they would have to deal with before they just essentially coming in and dropping your app, right? Puts the financial, puts all those companies who pay money to get these and people then pay those companies money to get the manga. It puts them at risk if you suddenly come in with... Okay, read, read them for free for, you know, five bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, um, we're taking your business kind of a thing, yeah. Exactly. I mean, um, you could literally put entire companies out of business just by launching this app, so. And the EU and European countries in general have pretty strict protections around there, so I, I do understand. I do understand why. I hope that they expand later on. Um, readers like this, I think, are generally good overall. I will say I am worried... Do you remember the Square Enix reader that came out, I don't know, six or seven months ago, maybe a full year ago, that was like censoring yeah. bikinis in the West and stuff that was like not even that bad and rewriting oh. panels and people didn't like that one. Oh, it was also like they would separate. I'm remembering specifically they published um, Son of Biskdal, right? And they would split one chapter into three parts and you would like get free coins every week and you had to like use your free coins to buy parts of the chapters to read them for free. I hope that doesn't happen here, is all that, that to say. That is so hilariously terrible. It's like they intentionally was, wanted to throw, you know? It was really uh, awful, yeah. Man. So anyways, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of the big news this week was just confirmation of what we... Uh, speculated and heard rumored last week but may 10th that's pretty soon that's in i don't know 45 days or so 50 days um curious to see how it works i mean not all western readers are created equal i would say uh manga plus is probably the best official one the viz reader is okay after that um there is a Square... Is it Square Enix? Whoever publishes the Elden Ring gag manga, there's a, their reader oh, yeah. sucks, even though that manga is good, because I have to go on that reader to read the Elden Ring manga, and you have to like go in. It's always default Japanese. You have to switch it to English, and then the reader is a little weird. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I have to use like, the arrow keys to read it. It's weird. Yeah. Um, did they just like rip my animeless whole aesthetic and... Just copy paste. It looks just like notice, my anime list. <laughs> I didn't notice what you're pointing out. It look it does actually look exactly like my anime list now that you point that out. Yeah. Very similar. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't I mean maybe Kodansha's this blue design is part of their Japanese aesthetic. I don't know. Um I will say the other thing is that there's this is just kind of not like there's just not really any design here. It's just kind of blue and white, which is you know not that not that, I mean, Viz has a pretty, in, I mean, a pretty okay design, I would say, if you go to their site. Uh, Manga Plus is the same. They have kind of a black and uh, black and red aesthetic, I think. Viz is kind of red and white. Um, so, yeah, who knows? I mean, it's, it's not the biggest deal in the world if your design doesn't look great, because I, I'm reading the manga pages. They should be full screen or nearly full screen, so I, I, sh I shouldn't care too much, but... We'll see. Uh, the, U, the UI matters most, like most things. As long right, as the UI yeah. Is yeah. The UI, I mean, really the most important thing, and here's, if any of you is thinking, I want to 
to a manga reader or if anyone listening works for one of these manga companies, actually the most important thing about a manga reader is that spread pages are presented as a single page. That is literally the most important thing, in my opinion. And and people can't say the technology is not there. If Manga Dex did it like years before Manga yeah. Plus even came out, uh, yeah, I'm always yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm always a bit tentative to just bring up Manga Dex because it's not officially licensed. You know, technically it is a it is a pirate site hosting site, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Manga Dex. Their reader is exceptionally good. Um, you can change it. You, you can very easily change to vertical. You can very easily jump chapters. You can very easily. Uh, have two pages at a time, single page at a time. Yeah, MangaDex is great. Uh, if if I were any so of these, there's so many accessibility options too. Like if you want to pre-buffer pages, like if your yes. internet's bad, yep. uh, you can actively load as many pages as you. You can like there's settings for that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, because I I've turned those down in the past. I think I almost always active buffer like five pages or so because that's just pretty standard. But yeah, I mean it's. Uh, if I was any of these readers and I knew about MangaDex, I would be actively poaching the developers and stealing their code I'm not going to advocate for, but getting those guys on board and saying, hey, how did you do this? We want to put this in ours. You know, it's not... They're not a business. They might be a business. I don't know, actually. I won't I won't talk too much more, but I would assume that that code they developed for that reader is not uh, proprietary or copyrighted, though it might be. Um, so yeah, I would, I mean, I would be actively literally paying them millions of dollars to get that because imagine you open up this reader one day and it's like, oh, this is just the Mongodex reader and everyone is incredibly happy, but that still doesn't fix the number one issue, mm-hmm. which is if there's a double page spread, those are not two separate pages. That is a single page and you need to have it listed that way or the reader doesn't work. So yeah, honestly, just fix that. Fix that yeah. first and foremost. That's and the, that's literally if if Viz fixed that, I would their reader would be great. It'd be fine. It'd be de- it'd be definitely past that sort of minimum bar of like it's good enough, and I don't really have to have any issues with it. It doesn't. Viz doesn't do that. Uh, Manga Plus, I think, also doesn't do that on mobile. Maybe Manga Plus does. I don't remember now. But anyways, yeah, those that's that's the biggest thing in my opinion, and that's actually not a reader issue. That's more of a picture upload issue. Whoever's job that is. So, but yeah. Anything else to say about Kodansha manga readers in general? Anything like that? Uh, no, nah, not nah, not really. I, I think it'll like a lot of these services. It, it's new for for everyone trying it, so I think yeah. it'll be rough to start with. Uh, it is it I, is I definitely good. I mean, one of the big things here is that if you wanted to go read Attack on Titan legally in the United States, you would have to go and buy every volume. There is no other way to read it, right? There's no digital way to read that. There's no digital way to read uh, Chihaya Furu in its entirety. You would have to go and buy the the copies of it. So uh, they took some of their stuff that was being digitally hosted on other sites down a couple months ago, I believe. Um, but this, I mean, bringing all this back, right? I can now tell someone if I say, hey, you should go read Attack on Titan because it's an amazing series. It's great. It's dramatic. It's uh, adult in the best ways. I can say, you know, it'll take you a month, go pay $5 for the, the K-Manga app and read it, you know, and, you know, five bucks to read something as opposed to how many volumes is Attack on Titan? Like 26 volumes, maybe at, you know, 10 bucks a piece, you look at it, 300, $350 probably to just go out and buy it all. Yeah. It's, it's a much better proposition. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see this being nearly as successful as Mono Plus. That's my, my no. thought on it. I mean, yeah, you are correct, I think, based purely on 
the content that they provide, right? You've essentially got their top five series here, and it's like Attack on Titan is enormous. Yes, Blue Lock, very big. We see that on the top of the sales charts. Um, Fairy Tale, yesterday's news, I would say. Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Revengers also has been very, very big, but that's also over. Um, Jihai Furu also an incredibly large series, but also over, right? So three of these, is Fairy Tale ended? I would assume. No, maybe. No, it's it's sequel series is still going. Sequel series, okay. Yeah. Also, even then, like Tokyo Revengers, Blue Lock, both big, but I I don't think they. I think the only thing that's huge in the West is Attack on Titan, which is over. Um, yeah. Aside from that, like Jump still has Titans in the West. Like everything on their catalog is big in the West. Yeah. Um, well, I mean this this just goes to show something that we've talked about a lot in the past, which is that uh, Shueisha, the Jump sort of franchise, just owns so many of the largest franchise in manga. Um, Kodansha, I think, is like second, third, fourth. Like they're one of the top five manga publishers, and yeah, like this is it. This is their top five series. And if you like don't recognize two of these, which I'm, there's a lot of people who probably don't recognize maybe Chihaya Furu, Tokyo Avengers, or uh, Fairy Tail. If you're not sort of like a recent recent manga anime person, um, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show how powerful Jump is and how their series, you know, command so much of the market speaking of the market and yes we are doing this again this week um here's the here's the sales for up to march 12th so a little over a week ago um this is actually the same top three from last week you'll notice that they have all got 10 days on sale so yeah one piece jujitsu kaisen kaiju number eight uh same top three here they essentially stayed in the same order so yeah they're selling a lot uh one piece total for this volume. i one Piece is actually insane how many volumes it sells. Like 1.5 million in 10 days for volume uh, 105. Holy crap. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's cool seeing Iruma up there. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, Marimashita uh, Iruma-kun. That's, uh, that's one I've heard you talk about that I have not read. Uh, yeah, I actually I reread it not too long ago. And it is it does like every shonen trope, but it is somehow still incredibly charming. Um. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's very, very good. Uh, by the way, have you read By the Grace of Gods, of the Gods? I have not. I'm seeing it maybe for the first time here. Uh... Uh, yeah, I did not know this was anywhere close to popular. Uh, I have read this. Um, and since we have a, a lighter schedule today, let me just yeah. give, give you a little bit of a synopsis here, because you'd like to hear this. Um, it's an isekai. Uh, basically, this middle-aged guy, salary man, uh he dies but he's a really nice dude and the gods are like hey you're such a nice dude we're gonna put you in this fantasy world as like a little kid uh so he goes to this fantasy world as a little kid and he tames a bunch of slimes right he doesn't have any like huge ambitions right. to become powerful or whatever. um anyway tldr he meets nice people he goes to a town uh and decides to uh work some jobs so he uses his slime to slimes to clean up latrines for like 20 chapters so he's okay. just cleaning shit for 20 chapters um and then this lady's like hey my house has like so much shit in it because like uh i i didn't clean up anything and he's he cleans that shit and then he opens a laundromat and cleans up everyone's bloody and sweaty clothes and i'm like what is this i don't uh, know if i'm sold on this yet but keep going <laughs> i i'm not trying to sell you it's yeah. a manga about a dude who reincarnates and cleans shit and then 
cleans sweat and then cleans blood. And then My guess is this is pretty slice of life heavy is what this sounds like, right? Is that it's yeah, more it's about like, like, oh, cute people doing daily stuff and oh, it is no. very slice of, It's actually kind of good. It's, it is slice of life heavy. But my question is like, what made the author focus so much on the shit of it all? You know, like I, I mean, yeah, I would wonder. I, here's my guess. My prediction yeah. is the author's family members maybe work in like waste uh, waste disposal or something and they want to bring more respect to it i'm thinking of like i'm thinking of the angle of like um arakawa writing silver spoon right as a way to show that like hey uh hokkaido is like the breadbasket of japan and all the meat and dairy and farming and stuff is important and it comes from there and so let's write a sort of slice of life from that angle but i don't it's, it's a weird angle to take to make it slimes in a fantasy world but who knows that yeah, yeah, because the the onus of an isekai is like it's escapism, so it's usually like right. a fantasy people want. Um, and Silver Spoon, of course, nobody like is dying to be a farmer, but on like an even more extreme end of the spectrum, nobody wants to clean shit. Um, True, and and that being the power of fantasy is just bizarre, and the fact that it works is even more bizarre. Well, and you uh, just described anyway, it to yeah. me, and now I'm thinking like. How is how did this sell all sixty thousand units in a week? That doesn't sound like this does not sound like the kind of thing that would sell that well. So I'm I'm curious about if it's I don't know. if so. I, I mean, I, yeah, I wonder if there's an anime or something that we just didn't pick up on, or maybe it's just that good. Maybe it just has picked it, up a following. It's pretty good. Like, listen, man, yeah. it, for, for an isekai, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like comfy and fun, but yeah, it is mostly about cleaning up shit. Okay, uh, I yeah, I'm curious. I will add it. To a list uh, somewhere. To Maybe not my plan to read list, but it'll go on a list somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, other stuff on here, pretty pretty standard. Dragon Ball Super again, Black Clover, um, Kusuriya no Hitoro Goto, which is the, what is that, the Apothecary? Apothecary Diaries. Yes. Um, this five-star stories is something I've never heard of. Have you ever heard of this five-star stories here in fourth place? No. Yeah, so I don't, I, this I, is... Uh, to, to me, it's it's like having a restaurant called the world's best restaurant, and everyone goes to it because of its name. Yeah, you know? just like, like good, good plot, the manga. Yeah, <laughs> um, but apparently it's a it's a sci fi mecha thing, which is interesting. Uh, Mamoru Nagano. That sounds that seems like a, a name that I would recognize, but uh, I don't know. I mean, three days on sale doing a hundred k is pretty big. So I'm. I mean, this is one of the it's reasons. Huge, yeah. yeah, one of the reasons I like looking at sales is because you get. It's essentially a recommendation system for me, right? If I look and I go, wow, the fourth place thing is this five-star stories. It's some mecha thing. It has 17 volumes. It sold 100,000 units in a week, which is on par with a lot of the other stuff that I like. Why haven't I heard of this? Why haven't I read it? Maybe knowing, maybe nobody on the English side has translated it. Maybe that's why. Um, but I would bet that something this popular, somebody's done a couple chapters of it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I might go check that out and see see what it's like. Um but yeah, I mean, that's that's the sales stuff. Uh, I think, yeah, top of the week, One Piece, Jutsu Kaisen, Blue Lock again, Kaiju 8, uh, Five Star Stories, Slam Dunk is still in the top 10 for the week, technically. Um, and My wow. Hero coming in at 10th place just because back volumes sell like hotcakes for those series. Uh, yeah. For a lot of them. But yeah, pretty, a, lot of the, a lot of the same stuff here. Um, yeah, five, I'm I'm super curious about this five star stories. The all the pictures I see of it, I'm like, oh, that's a sick, that's kind of a sick looking mech right there. Oh yeah, that that looks awesome. It actually just looks like a picture of a Gundam. I don't think that's a manga <laughs> drawn picture. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. it is. I think that's a picture of a Gundam. Um, that looks wanted, sick. Though. 
Yeah, so we wanted to go over... There was some... Lots of anime preview stuff dropping the last couple of days, to be honest. Um, We got the premiere of the Oshinoko anime, which I know you and I are big fans of. Um, I'm going to watch that probably hopefully before next week just see what it's like it's if um if there's an english version of it out which there might not be we we looked around for it Um. yeah uh i'll I'll check it out too i i thought there would be one out because usually the scan leaders go pretty fast on that but um i don't know there's probably a reason why 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 there's one yeah my it's official translation i mean i do know that the first episode is uh like 90 minutes long i think it covers all the way up to the like big twist that happens i don't know 10 or 12 chapters in um but yeah other than that we got a preview for a lot of interesting anime that you and i have either read or are reading or are interested to see uh solo leveling talk about let's talk about that one okay uh yeah i saw the preview it looked mid um i think yeah i saw it and it was kind of like yep that's solo leveling is an anime it didn't look anything exceptionally cool i Hope that means they're holding their cards close to the chest and the animation in the later action stuff will be good. Um, uh, we'll yeah, see. I'm, I'm ho- we, we didn't really get any action scenes. Uh, right. But yeah, I, it, it looked mid because the appeal of solo leveling is really the art. It it's is, all in the art, yep. Reading solo leveling is like drinking a beer. It's empty calories, uh, but it's fun. Yeah, it's like watching a bad Marvel movie. It's not like watching yeah. a good Marvel movie. It's like watching a bad Marvel. It's like, is it fun? Yeah, it is still fun. Are the fights and special effects cool? Yes. Is it worthwhile outside of either of those things in artistic visual value? Not really. Will I remember major plot points three months from now? Probably not. Yeah. No. And, and so we never, I don't think we ever talked about solo leveling on the podcast because I think it ended right before we started the podcast. But um, yeah, I think so. I think I dropped it maybe 30 or 40 chapters from the end because it just... Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, I never finished it. I maybe read the very last chapter when it came out because you can just do that because the plot is nonsense and doesn't really matter. But you you read all of it, right? Yeah, I finished it. Um, I haven't read the epilogue stuff that came out. Right, and there's actually new chapters being published with a different artist because I believe the artist for Solo Leveling passed away sometime last year. It looks very good still. The new artist they got was, uh, it captured the style really well, but I haven't read enough to to see them flex. So uh, I'm curious about that. Yeah. And so Solo Leveling is a Korean manhwa based on a Korean light novel series. I believe mm-hmm. that's correct. Um, that so, correct. Yeah. I mean, all, all of my complaints come from the, the writing from the light novel, I would assume. Although I know that the manhwa manga adaptations will often change those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just... The artist carried it, right? Like Absolutely. I mean, you read yeah. it because it's like, oh, he's going to do cool stuff. I mean, it was it was power fantasy wish fulfillment. Dude is strong and nobody realizes it. And then someone who does realize it, he's actually even stronger. He's got powers of darkness. He's a rogue. And we were talking about this earlier. One of the issues I have with it is like, okay, you're going to give me a power fantasy. Cool, I'm down with that. Um, you know... Give me the power fantasy of being, oh, I'm a the best assassin. I'm a I'm not a cool rogue, or oh, I'm a warlock with dark magic. Uh, solo leveling does both. The main character yeah. essentially is the best rogue with da- with two daggers, with the two best daggers in the world, and he's a warlock who can. And he's a summoner. He's like three or four different D and D fantasy classes at the same time, and the best version of all of them. And everyone else doesn't have that many powers. And 
it's fun. I hope the anime is well animated to where it is still fun. I think it'll be a hit if it is. Um, it has a. We were talking about this. It has a really interesting start. I think the first maybe like eight to ten chapters, I think, are really good for a sort of power fantasy reverse. It's not a reverse isekai. It's it's fantasy, I guess. But um, yeah. It's just like a like he gets an awakening and then his personality changes. And right, right. Changes. Yeah. yeah, basically, so you'll yeah. notice if you watch the preview, there's sort of the nerdy looking main character guy. And at the very end, you see like, oh, who, this buff tall guy who looks totally different. That's the same character. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, I think the intro is good until he sort of goes dark and brooding because he just flips his personality for absolutely no reason. Uh, yeah, it was, it's kind of strange, actually, because... Uh, his body completely changes. Sure, now he's a Chad, but like, I I, I swear, if uh, if someone who is out of shape uh, just completely turned ripped and sexy the next day, I don't think they will act like a Chad the very next day. But he he does instantly. Like uh, he's yeah. he's smooth. He's smooth my, with it after it. My my <laughs> guess with that is that because it's adapted from a light novel is my guess is that's the like, the end of the first light novel and the start of the second and so people don't notice right you go oh yeah he was getting ripped at the end of the last one oh now he's a totally cool guy because we're in you know chapter two or volume two or whatever so that'd be my the guess. The thing is in this source like in everything he just wakes up in a hospital bed ripped right like and the nurse is like oh whoa who's that hottie. Uh, I I thought that he, like, yeah, trained, because yeah. didn't, didn't he get, he gets, like, missions that are like, oh, run 10 kilometers he, and do 100 sit-ups. He does all that. He does train for rewards, but he, I think he's innately ripped. Does right he just wake up ripped? Was. Okay. Maybe he yeah. does. I, I don't, it's been maybe three or four years since I, I started reading it now, but. I'm fairly certain he just wakes up ripped in a hospital. And I would not doubt it. That sounds yeah. more correct. Um, We also got Mashal. Speaking of ripped, we got a Mashal yeah. in the preview. Um, uh, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, looks fine. Uh, Mashal is something I think is more about the gag than the action, although the action should be hopefully good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Mashal will be pretty big uh, this season or next season, whatever it's airing. Um, I think Mashal will be pretty big. It's a jump property. It's funny. Uh, it's legitimately funny. It is good action. It's goofy. It hits. It kind of tickles the same itch that Harry Potter and stuff like that does. At while paying tribute to it and making fun of it yeah yeah it's harry potter meets one punch man yes Uh, that's that's exactly the way to put it harry potter meets one punch man yeah so uh yeah by finally we had uh a kaiju eight preview right actually for a second short short preview and then a reveal of some of the character designs um this is the one i probably had the most issue with (laughs) the character designs do not look very good in my opinion i think it's an opinion shared by a lot of people um, they look fine. Uh, I would say, I mean, I would say again, uh, I've mentioned this at least three or four times on the podcast. Um, the, when you are adapting something where the biggest draw is the art, you have a much harder job than adapting something that has other draws. Uh, and mm-hmm. Kaiju number eight, it has a really strong start. I think the first 20 or 30 chapters of it are really good. Um, it goes pretty far downhill after that i would say recent chapters have been kind of uh generic i would say it's been generic for maybe a year or a year and a half now so it's bi-weekly so that's only maybe 30 chapters but 
Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, a, it's action, it's art. Funny. It's art is still really good. I still really like its art. I really like its character designs. And I don't think the anime is quite up to the... Um, quite up to the quality that the manga character designs are. So I, I think they've taken sort of a detailed... Um, a detailed, interesting, kind of bold line, very similar to my hero visual style that uh, that the author of Kaiju Eight has, and made it kind of dumbed it down into an anime style. So I'm I'm not a huge fan. It doesn't ruin the series for me. It could still be good, but I think season one of this show will be good because that's the best part of the story writing wise. But uh, how do you feel about Kaiju Eight? It is the same as solo leveling. It it has uh, effectively no plot, and it's just it's just fighting. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. You just, you just read it for the fighting. That's it, all did, you need. it did have a little bit of plot to start, but recently it, there is literally no plot. The plot is who is fighting who and how do they beat them? And it's been like that yeah. for, like I said, like probably 18 months. It's been like that. So, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that. It knows what it is. Right. Uh, I, and yeah, I, I love, uh, do like the doom type of power fantasy, like where the main character just punches the monitor explaining the plot in the face. Yeah, and it just uh, goes on a rampage. I'm I'm fine if you don't want to write a story and you just want to go buck wild. Uh, go for it, and I'm here for it. Uh, it, it 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 exists in the space for a reason, and it's doing well for a reason. But yep. with that said, I am less invested. I don't know why. Yeah, I'll I. I, if my friends are watching Kaiju 8, I'll hop in for an episode. I, I don't really have any desire to reconsume that story. There's doesn't feel like there's a reason to when I think the art is so good. Again, kind of tying it back, but like if you've read it and the art is really good and one of the reasons to do an anime adaptation is to sort of make the art flow and uh, movement and add music and stuff, I don't... I don't know if this is going to do that for Kaiju 8, for me at least. Um, I hope I think more people are going to get into it, though, because I, I do think the start is strong. I think it's pretty... I think the way it starts uh, sort of eschews some of the shonen tropes, right? Like, the main character here is, like, what, 33 or 30 or something? So... Uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I think uh, Kaiju movies aren't nearly as popular or iconic here. That's true. That um, is more of a Japan thing. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, really King, Godzilla versus King Kong made, I think, a billion dollars. I think the, all the Godzilla movies made a lot of money. So it's not something we're unfamiliar with. Uh, what's the robot? What's the actual robot fighting one? Pacific Rim. Those movies also made a lot of money. So no, they were bombs. Unfortunately, ah, the first one made money, right? The second no, one. No, the was first bad. one. The first one was a bomb. Um, I wish I loved the first one. But it was a it was a financial failure of a movie. Uh, Gilmer de Toro even voiced just disappointment at how badly it did in the box office. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it did okay. Its budget it was two hundred million. It made four hundred eleven million. So that's not bad. Yeah, that, if you double that your budget, net, that's that's a net negative for how much marketing everything else it had. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a loss later. Pacific Rim, unfortunately, did not do well as much as i had fun with it i i, I love that movie yeah that's definitely it. it's definitely the best version of a live action evangelion big mechs we've ever gotten i yeah i do wish it had done better because i wish it had spun more spinoffs but uh yeah me too um but nah here we are at least we have it at least someone dared to make it i don't think we'll ever see anything 
quite like it again. again. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a couple of years. I think someone will try something again, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of spinoffs, let's spin off into boy, just let's just spin the podcast off into the garbage. Um, it's rent a girlfriend chapter 275. You God, know, he's, he's on her like white on rice, you know, in the past, and I think it's been maybe four or five months. One of the first episodes we recorded, um, I was, I'm, I'm a rent-a-girlfriend apologist, I will say. I think rent-a-girlfriend yeah, is, is soap opera. It's melodramatic. That is what it is intended to be. The people who don't like it don't understand that, or they do understand it and they don't uh, like that kind of thing. Um, there was a whole arc that everyone hated where they like go on a trip to this Hawaiian's resort uh, and like all the girls who are involved with him go and there's all this stuff going on. Um, man, my nose is just itching today. Uh, and I was pretty apologetic, apologetic. I, I was pretty not as down on that arc as everyone else was. Everyone else was like, this is garbage. It's spinning the wheels. I didn't think so. I thought that that was actually pretty decent progress. I thought it was, it was the best kind of melodrama where his ex is trying to, manipulate his family into getting him to to you know reveal the truth about his rental girlfriend isn't his real girlfriend right it was it felt like a big head of a lot of different plot points coming together um so i liked that arc this arc is garbage this arc is terrible um essentially what happened is they get back from they get back from resort blah 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 chapters happen uh the way that the two MCs know each other is they live in the same building, right? They're neighbors. That's how they met. An earthquake happens, and their building has to be shut down. So what happens is main girl owns her grandmother's house. Her grandmother passes away earlier in the story, right? That's a really good arc if you want to talk about good and bad arcs of this story. Um, and so she invites the main guy and one of the other girls who lives in their building to live with her temporarily, and she literally says, I don't remember if she says it to the other girl or to the main guy, but is like, hey, we'll test this out. And if you, quote, if you pass my test, I'll be more into you or something. Anyways, a bunch of garbage shit happens. It's literally, there's literally been maybe three separate chapters where the MC has just thought about bathing in the same bathwater as the main girl. And that's like, that's the whole chapter. I think that has been two of the last, like, 20 chapters has just been that. Um, so it's pretty garbage. I want you to keep in mind all of this awkward, like, God, it's just going to be me complaining for the next five minutes. So if you want to skip ahead, go ahead and do that. Man, it's just so bad now. It, things have moved backwards. I think he just will spend chapters like, she's so hot and we're in the same room. We're in the same house. It's so crazy. She's so hot. Now, it's always been filled with the She's So Hot lines, but, like, keep in mind, back in that Hawaiian resort vacation arc that I mentioned, these two kissed, and she kissed him. And so that's, like, that felt like a big thing. And now it's like, wow, I can't even be in the same room as you because I'm so awkward, and I'm... These people are, like, 22, 21. They're in college. I, it's just garbage. Anyways, this whole chapter, they are in a... They're in a loading, uh, like a storage unit. They go in there. I think another earthquake happens. I fucking Japanese earthquakes, man. And he like falls on her 
and they have like nosy neighbors walking by and they're like, oh no, if that nosy neighbor sees us, that would be bad. Are they not dating? No, they are not dating. 275 chapters, they are not dating. Anyways, I, I, I'll, I'll click through this. Know. This is the whole chapter. I almost only included two pictures. I almost only included like him here and then their faces. That's the whole fucking chapter. Like, I'll click through these. She's like, it's fine. You can lean on me. You can't support yourself. And he like lays on her. And then he's like, oh my gosh, oh, I'm laying on her. And then, yeah, it's, uh, that's the whole chapter. It's garbage. So are these I will, characters... I will apologize. Like, it's not... The series overall is not as bad as people say. It is meant to be this kind of melodrama and stuff, but this chapter in particular, this might be actually the the worst chapter of this series that has ever dropped. Chapter 275 of uh, Kanojo Okarimas, Rent a Girlfriend. It might be the worst chapter of the series. Um, I think it's worse than the... The, the mental image cuckoldry that happened that kind of went meme viral where he's like in the water imagining her getting getting boned by another guy like that made sense in the story i there's context to that and i think that that while goofy and memeable made sense of the story this is just a garbage chapter this is a the whole chapter is these two people trapped in this box he's trying to not fall on her she's like it's okay you fall on me he falls on her he's like oh my gosh i'm on top of her the chapter ends. That's it. That's the whole fucking chapter. It's, it's garbage. I can't. I cannot get over how bad this chapter was. The series has not been good the past god six months almost probably. It's not been great. You know what, Bruce? It sounds like the haters were right this whole time, and maybe it just took you a bit to become a hater too. I uh, I will still I will still play the apologist role. I. The haters were not right when they were saying their hated their hated things. The haters have been right the last six months. This series has not been good recently, um, but mainly because I would say up until the the big Hawaiians vacation arc that again ended in in the the main girl going and kissing the main guy to show his family that yes they are dating, but she actually wanted to and it was good. All of that stuff. There was a. Sing, like a solid straight upward trajectory of character and relationship development to the story um it would meander chapter to chapter sometimes but overall arc to arc it felt like these characters are getting closer these characters are getting closer to dating these characters uh like each other more these characters are more honest with each other they kiss they have more physical tender moments blah 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 since they've gotten back from that arc which is it's been probably about a year now since that happened um they have moved backwards, and I think that is mainly what bothers me. Um, and I think a lot of the a lot of the complainers point out that oh, it's always moved backwards. And it's like, like I said, it it would go sort of back and forth, chapter to chapter sometimes, but it never felt to me like the arcs were moving backwards, like the overall character progression was was not moving towards a more solidified, solid, assured relationship between these two. And now it does. Like now it just like. The most interesting thing to happen in the story was one of these people should die. Like I'm, and I'm fully an advocate of like just kill one of these people. It would be so good. Uh, you know what? Um, kill them both and just end it. That sounds cool. Yeah, because you know what? The side characters are better, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, that's that's so, my tirade on this chapter. It's gar. Th- this chapter in particular is absolute. Gar- I mean, you want to talk about filler? This is this is an idea that should have taken four panels, maybe three pages max, and it's a whole 19-page chapter. So are the characters 
intentionally written to be incredibly unlikable, or is that just a writing oopsie that made that happen? The main guy kind of is. Not necessarily unlikable. He's kind of supposed to be pitiable, I would say, right? He's the kind of... He's this kind of college loner, jerk off in his room type guy. Like that's just that's who his character is. Um, but he's still like a good guy and supposed to be like that. The biggest issue with the main girl with with Chizuru is essentially that someone did the math, uh, and she's taken the main guy over the past. I think they've known each other for like eighteen months in maybe two years in the story now. She's taken like I think someone did the math and it's like two hundred thousand dollars from this guy from dates, right? She's still accepting money. So, okay. One positive note on the recent arcs. She has not accepted money from him for a date in since they've gotten back from Hawaiians. Maybe once, but not often. So, so oh, the money exchanging person. hands has not been a part of the story recently. I It gets a very small kudos from me for that because that was a very problem. It's not super problematic. It's problematic. problematic. But it's, it, 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 no, it is. If she has romantic feelings for him, that's problematic. Uh yeah, I don't know. She she sounds awful. He he actually pisses me off just from hearing that. Um yeah. I don't feel pity. I feel more annoyed hearing that. He you know? is he is more of an annoying type character. And he's been exceptionally annoying. Like I said, imagine like the girl you like invites her to live with you because both of your places were unlivable because of a earthquake. Um now imagine just chap just sitting in your room thinking like, oh my god, she's so hot. What do I do? That's her door opening. She's so hot. She's standing out there. She's right there. She's so hot. That's what the chapters of this have been like recently. It's literally just the MC sitting in his room or talking to her or talking with someone else about like, oh my God, she's so hot. She's right there. We're living together. Am I failing? Am I failing this test? It's like, bro, I hope you are. Um, it's, this main character is like, I saw uh, like a JCS a criminology video about this yeah. dude who like stole a bunch of money from his family. Uh, like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars like this kid and just spent it on an OnlyFans person. And this kid is that guy. Yes. Uh, and somehow he's... Uh, Rachel's doing a good job of writing him to be just as pathetic as that dude who stole money from his family is, you know? Yeah, I mean... Wild. Those of you, if you're in the comments or whatever, who who have read this, he is not wholly unredeemable, right? One of, I mean, something that I liked about the series initially is one of the first things, I think it's the maybe the end of the first major arc, is like, you know, he pays for her to go on a date on like a boat trip with a, a club or with his friends or something, and she falls and he jumps into the water to save her, right? And they like, he like, you know, swims her to shore, and it's like, okay, that's like a re good redeemable thing for your main character to do, right? Jump in to save a girl who, who fell off a boat, swim to shore cool that's like a good thing and he does a lot of those things right he like helps her produce a movie by like doing a lot of the work behind it um he like in like maybe the best part of the story her grandmother is dying her grandmother who raised her and he like finds a way to get the movie to her grandmother to see right before she dies and it's like that's that's good shit there is good shit in rent a girlfriend it is not all bad um but for the past it's, year or so, it has been all bad. So I can't, I will not excuse the recent things that have happened. Um, I hope that it is, I, I, I hope that it is only a down arc and that after this it gets better. And that way, again, I continue to 
play the part of a rent-a-girlfriend apologist. I do not think this series overall is as bad as people say it is. I do think recently it has been as bad or worse as people say it is. So we'll see. If it turns out that the living together arc just turns out, oh, that was just a bad arc, you know, it's 30 chapters or whatever, move past it, get through it and move past it, then maybe I can still suggest this to people, but who knows? It might just be awful. This guy might milk this for another 200 chapters and I'm, it could be ir- ir- irredeemable. See, the problem is the context behind him just being freakishly obsessed with her and spending all of his money to just go on superficial dates with her makes his redeeming qualities, makes him just kind of sound like a simp. Like, I mean, I mean, there is not, there's not a single word that describes the main character of Rent-A-Girlfriend more than simp. He is... (laughs) <laughs> he is the hyper version of a simp in this story. There's uh, there's really no right. other way to put it. He essentially That's sees rough. this girl. At, or no, he rents her once, is like, this is the hottest girl I have ever seen. I am desperately in love with her. My whole life is about getting this girl to like me. And that, like, that's the story. He's just simp. He's just a simp. Like, yeah, that's that, that's wild. Yeah, but, hey, I, good for you, Reggie. I, I, I think he wants to keep this going so he can keep drawing... Uh, Whatever the girl's name is. Yeah, Ch- oh, is Chizuru. Yeah. Chizuru. Chizuru yeah. Mizuhara. Yeah. I saw, speaking uh, briefly about anime adaptations, I saw a lot of people up in arms because this got a season three announcement or preview or trailer or something recently. I think announcement. Um, and people were like, this is a garbage series. Why is this getting three seasons? And the answer is it's got cute girls and it makes a fuck ton of money off of the selling yeah, shit for those cute girls. Dumb. So, yeah, Don't this is a huge... That, that yeah. something got an adaptation written. Yeah. It's like people are looking for things to be angry about for no reason. Uh, no, it's fine. Let, well, let it and get a, you're going to find it, it in the series, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is not... Uh, you're not going to see Rent-A-Girlfriend show up very often in our little top 10 recap, but I would bet if you went by how much money a property makes, this probably shows up in top 10s more often, right? Like this... Because this is selling... I mean, this is selling, you know, body pillows, stickers clothes probably stuff like that like again it's it's hot anime girls cute anime girls whatever you want to say like that's the selling angle of the products here um even because like even in season one there's like a girl who like doesn't show up like shows up once i think in season one maybe for one or two episodes and she was like huge part of the marketing seemed to be equal to the other girls blah 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 yeah anyways this 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 makes money off of off of well-drawn girls. And I, I do like Reiji's art. I won't ever, uh, I won't ever hit him for that one, but I'm going to get this shit off my screen. Um, speaking, speaking of art, tell me about your manga this week. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's another shit post of a manga. It's, uh, a manga world that gets one page every year. So every, every year for, it's been five years now. I'm um, noticing a trend they, of you bringing shit post manga pretty and yeah, maybe maybe three weeks in a row, row now four weeks i think two right uh i, I don't remember what it what was uh you brought witch watch ship post chapter 100 last week and maybe mash or something before that which is kind of a yeah i guess post, so but... i guess i guess i'm in a mood i don't know uh i guess i'm going through a phase uh <laughs> but yeah regardless uh honestly there's nothing to say here it is a manga that releases one page every year it is funny it's stupid and uh yeah you'll see it again next year yeah uh if you want to know about it read the one page Uh, i mean essentially yeah big spoilers this is all this is a year's worth of manga on screen right now 
So yeah, it it really doesn't have a plot. It's just a bunch of jokes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so it really can't be described in any way, in my opinion. So just uh, just go ahead and read it. it it'll you'll do it more justice doing that. Yeah, it seems goofy. Uh, um, let's do a little okay, spinoff question like here. How how do you feel? Tell me about Twitter manga. How do you feel about people who are posting a page a day, a couple pages a day, a couple pages a week on Twitter? You know, we've seen some larger series catch on in this way, right? I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of stuff like uh, Tomo Chan. Tomo Chan is one of them. Uh, what's the one with the where the girl plays plays the different versions of herself for the high school guy? What am I thinking? What's that called? Oh, uh, Pseudo Harem. Yeah, Pseudo Harem. Yeah, yeah. That's one I think then, I believe that one started on Twitter. Um, and then there's like Musuno Telepathy, uh, which was running at the same time as Tomo when they were dropping chapters. It was just as fake. Yeah, there's uh, like oh god, what was the one? I only ever saw a couple chapters of it, but it was like this raggedy elf is gonna make you happy or something like that. Oh yeah, that one just a just a different kind of fetish thing with good art. Abs- yeah, it was absolutely yeah. just a fetish thing, but. That also got extremely popular uh, on Reddit and Twitter, at least in the West. Here, um, do you do you think that Twitter is a is a good way for an author to practice their craft? Do you think it's a good way for them to to get publicized, yeah. or how do you feel about I, it? Yeah, I would. If if I was somebody, I'd throw everything on Twitter because the worst thing that could happen is that nobody sees it. The best yeah. thing is that it blows up, right? It's free, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd say uh, in terms of advertising, uh, Twitter's probably the best of it. Uh, you get you get eyes on it. You get uh, and if you go to one of these pitch meetings and your manga gets rejected, you can literally prove them wrong in the public eye by being popular on Twitter. And That's true. Yeah, you I mean, get published. Yeah, I mean, I think for all Twitter's recent uh, problems and changes, I I do think it is a pretty decent way uh, to advertise yourself or your work be it art. I know that, I mean, I follow because I'm into manga and art and things like that. I follow a lot of artists on Twitter and you know, they like other artists work who I never would have seen if I didn't follow that artist. So there's this kind of web of interactivity of groups and stuff that I I think is good essentially. Right. I mean, if you get, you know, if there's one big, big or medium manga artist likes your, you know, a couple of pages that you, uh, that you drew and posted on Twitter. Now maybe all their followers saw it. Maybe now you've got more followers. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of a larger question in content creation, pub uh, advertisement. I guess you would say, um, which I know a little bit about because I've failed at it miserably in the past. But hey, the listens for our podcast are slowly going up a little bit. Not imagine if they were going not down. week over week, but yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, so like, but uh, the thing is, uh, be careful following too many artists on Twitter because eventually your feed is just going to be hentai. Yes, um, that's a that's a rabbit yes, hole. Be, you, be you are... careful, wink, wink. You <laughs> don't want to follow too many. You don't want your Twitter thread to be hentai, wink, wink. Yeah, I, no, that... it, it it does get crazy, bro. I it mean, no, I I, I think today or yesterday I was just like scrolling, and normally it's the artists I follow on my like personal account, um, it's less manga artists and more kind of general artists. I was scrolling and it was just, I, I, yeah, I was just literally hentai showed up and it was like uncensored, you know, not blocked by, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, what, what, what? Um, so yeah, so that, that will happen. Um, yeah, it, it, but it's just like, 
I I'm fine if it's at home, right? But if I'm in a right, public yeah. space, if I, I'm on the bus or something, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was like picking up prescriptions or something like in the line at CVS, and I'm scrolling. And I'm like, was I think I just saw full penetration <laughs> like art on my timeline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which oh, is, this is not a problem I had run into before I followed, uh, manga and yeah. artists is sort of in similar circles. So take that as you will. Oh, that's great. We, it is degenerates. Um, speaking of degenerates. No, 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 no it's speaking, not going to oh, go on. Mar- speaking of, uh, speaking, oh, shit, I don't have one speaking either. of prescriptions. No. Okay, there you go. Uh, speaking of death scrolling and death, let's talk about a series that's probably about to okay, die. Let's go. talk about Genka and Luna. Um, yeah. This chapter, I don't. I didn't bring a picture of it. Uh, I implore you to go check out and read this series and read this chapter. Um, this was probably the best chapter Genka and Luna's ever had. I think maybe past the first chapter or two. Um, I really I like what they've done here. Uh, it was actually one of the better shown in this week. Uh, I, I, I think I, so too. I, yeah, I think it was maybe read, the top two or three chapters this week for me. Read the last chapter too. I thought that was very strong as well because it's a setup for this one. Right. But, yeah. The the two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I I think this chapter was It was so rushed because it's getting the axe, for and sure. it was a it was a little bit sloppy, but it was emotionally resonant even though it was rushed, which is it's just a, a feat to do that in my opinion. I think so too. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. It was awesome. Great chapter. Yeah, I mean, it's it it definitely says something when you and I and most everybody knows, like, yeah, this is like this is getting the can. It's not selling well. It's not that popular. Um, we read it week to week, and I'm kind of up and down on it. It's like it does some things really well, and other things not well. Its pacing obviously has been a huge issue. Um, but then to like go and lay down this sort of like, yeah, like you said, like emotionally resonant well-written, well-executed, cool art, good action chapter like this. Um, yeah, this Ginkgo Luna is going to be canceled. You're right. Probably max a month, uh, may- maybe six weeks. Yeah. I, I am super, super curious. This author's next thing, I hope, is a hit. I think that they were re- actually really close with Ginkgo and Luna. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they made too many big missteps. I do think they made... I do think the missteps they made were, uh, were large. Uh, I'm trying to, how do I put this? The missteps, it is, yeah, it is primarily, yeah, the one big misstep they made was pacing. And I think that that changes the whole feeling of a manga in a way that can absolutely turn groups of people on or off, right? Because if, if you're already kind of on the fence and the pacing is bad, you're just going to drop it. If you're saying, well, I like some stings but not other things and the pacing is bad, you're going to drop it. Um, but if you're interested and the pacing is good and it you know it moves in a good way and it draws you from one chapter to the next, then you're going to be like, well, I'm not totally in, but its pacing is good, so I'm going to keep reading because it's it's drawn me to the next chapter. Um, and that's kind of what Ginkgo and Luna didn't have. Uh, it also maybe yeah, did a, it, it, but, Reading it was like a feeling of whiplash, right? It was Um, just a whirlwind of stuff, right? Especially if you don't remember the last week, it so much stuff happens in every chapter that if you don't remember parts of last week, you you missed them doing like five different things. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, no lie, the first like four chapters of this felt like it could have been an entire like. like an entire season of the anime, right? Because in the they, mm-hmm. 
in in chapter one, they like, you know, the two main characters meet, there's magic, they do the growth split, there's a fight. In chapter two, they like get to a town, meet a new girl, accept a job, do some fighting. In chapter three, they like go underground, fight through some other stuff, meet another girl. I think like by the end of chapter four, you had met like four or five new characters. They had gone through like three different quests. They had moved, you know, hundreds of miles from where the story started through a town and then through an underground place in like four chapters, which should have been like, you know, two volumes probably, right? Should have been like 12 to 16 chapters that they did that. Um, Yeah, I I do understand the author's need to want to like go quick because you don't know, you don't want to go too slow because a lot of, I do think a lot of canceled manga go too slow. Um, I think it's an easier problem to fix to slow things down than it is to speed things up. Uh, So again, yeah, really looking forward to the author's next work. I I do think their next work will hopefully be improved and better. Um, I hope that they have the right feedback from Geek and Luna to improve really just their pacing because I think a better paced Gink and Luna is a hit. There's not... Mashal a little bit kind of hits on the high fantasy magic angle, but there's really not another high fantasy magic stuff. Maybe Black Clover kind of, but that's more of just a battle shonen. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a space on jump for something like this that's just sort of high fantasy magic. I mean, female-led is another thing that I think it has going for it. I think it has a... I think think Luna's a really good character like in general especially this last chapter so yeah gonna miss this one when it's gone i understandably why it's canceled definitely don't think it necessarily deserves to keep going although i do hope it does but yeah uh, yeah you know what at this point i i'd be happy to see it keep going but i'm satisfied with how the author ended it yeah and you know what i, I was just thinking I, and i messaged you bruce about this after i read it is if this series had run for a long time and this was the conclusion. Yeah. Or this was close to the conclusion. I would I think it would have hit way harder. So good. And yeah. it, like that's how good I, I thought these last two chapters were. I yeah. think I think this would have been like killer if uh if yeah. the author had gotten to tell the full story. Yeah, and I still think it was good in the, you know, twenty five chapters or whatever that we got. Um yeah. speaking of new series, uh Ichinose is another one I just wanted to briefly mention. Uh the Ichinose family's Deadly Sins. That's on chapter 16 or 17, I want to say. Um, It has literally been, I think, three or four twists in a row for this series. Um, And it's it's wild. I'm loving it, even though I didn't love the most recent twist. I don't think that it is going to stop twisting there. So I think that, I think it's okay if I don't like it, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it it really does feel like... Is is it Tizen 5? Is that the author? Yes. Um, It feels like Tizen 5 is is just poking fun at people trying to predict the twist. Uh, <laughs> Quite so people like us. Because it, it, it went from a time loop twist to a you're in a coma twist. Right. And I and, don't love that. I don't love yeah. it's all in your mind twists unless, you know, it. it's you're kind of out, one of those right? things that's been done. And so it's one of the first kind of guesses of like, oh, it's weird stuff is happening. Well, maybe it's all in your mind. Um, yeah, he's well, apparently... It's, it's so, yeah, it's so played out that it's like, a joke you know it's it's like nobody would ever do this anymore mm-hmm. because it, it like people call that for everything it's like oh it's on your head uh so i i don't think that's the final it can't be in my head yeah i i'm now, still but. guessing so we haven't other than the sort of time loop angle which you could you could kind of count as sci-fi fantasy um 
because of the way that Takapi's went, right, Tyson's five previous thing, that was heavily sci-fi quote slash magic based, right? My guess is we are still definitely going to get a fantasy sci-fi big element that's more core to the plot eventually that isn't just, it's a time loop because I think there will be some kind of fantasy sci-fi explanation of it's a time loop because of this. It's happening because, you know, this happened or there's a, you know, there's a alien or there's a fantasy thing or something. I think, I think <laughs> we're still heading there. So I, I was, I was literally going to say, it's like, yeah, next twist is like, they're all in alien incubators and this is I, all kind of a matrix esque uh, dream. It would not surprise me if the next chapter did yeah. that. It would not because yeah, I mean, you mentioned that the most recent chapter had the main character. Oh, it's all in your mind. You're in a, you know, you were, what was it? You were hurt by the car wreck and you've been in a coma for four years or five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But neither of us buy that because we got sort yeah. of a full arc of the mom, the mom slash wife. Right. Um, we got like a full arc from her point of view two or three chapters ago. So it would be weird for, you know, the MC, well, he's what, like a 14 year old boy. If he's in a coma, how does he have all these memories about his mom? I'm there's something else is coming. Right. So, which is why I'm, even though it's kind of like, Oh, I don't love the, it's all in your mind angle. Uh, I'm okay with it because I, I don't, that's not the final twist, right? This, there's been three in the three or four chapters before there's going to be more coming up. Um, it is not fully explained. So I'm, I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm out of guesses, uh, for now because I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. At uh, this point, it, it, it feels like that's what Tyson five wants though. So that's perfect. I think so. Yeah. I, I know that we spent the first couple times we talked about this, um, making predictions on it. I, I think that's done. I don't think we can make predictions here until we're closer to the end because anything could happen. It's too wild. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of too wild, let's talk about our, like maybe our, one of our favorite running series. Let's talk about Ranger reject. Uh, also known as go, go loser Ranger, which is a terrible name. So I'm going to call it Ranger reject. Um, what a great series. And this arc has been, uh, also wild and crazy and good uh yeah it's been it's been awesome and i think when we when we started this we thought of ranger reject as flawed but with a lot of promise because it was flawed with a lot of promise when we were reading it at the time mm-hmm. uh at, at the moment it's the most interesting it's ever been it is great it's definitely one of the things it actually is maybe the thing i look forward to reading the past two months, I would say it's the thing I want to read the next chapter of as soon as I finish it, like week to week. Um, for a while there, it was Dan to Dan. Dan to Dan's in an action scene, so I still do want to read it. But this is the thing that's got, it's got the mystery, it's got the intrigue, it's a spy story, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, it's just been really good. Why don't you give me a little plot recap of where we are in the story now, up to chapter 89? Oh, sure. Uh so for my plot recap, go to Amazon Prime and watch The Boys Season 3. And there you go. Uh, yeah, so what happens is The Boys Season 3. Uh, the last chapter, someone films uh, the Red Ranger having a total freakout and ripping off a dude's arm uh, for disagreeing with him or calling him shit. And in a very Homelander-esque move, if you guys have seen that show. Uh, and it's posted online, and in this chapter, uh, public outcry is insane, because people don't want to idolize a man who freaks out and rips off a person's arm. Right, and this is uh, all kind of set yeah. up by the, what is it, the Invader Rights Invader's Association? Rights Association. Right, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, yep, now uh, they canceled. The Rangers have canceled their weekly invader show yeah. type thing. Yeah, here on this, he shows them taking it down. Yeah, so they did this every week for, I don't remember how many years they said, like 12 years or something or five years. Like a I long ass they, time, they, right? Yeah, they've done it for 12 years. And before that, they had like older Rangers apparently that were omitted from history. Yeah, let's save that to the end because there's something's going on with that that hasn't been explained that is that is interesting but but yeah i mean essentially you can see here this is i think red ranger getting hit by a can because everyone's afraid of him they go and they try to do their little sunday show which is kind of like a i don't know if you've ever been to like a six flags or a thing where they do like the batman show and it's you know, a big performance and stunts and stuff they kind of do that but it's a little more real um but yeah i mean they, they get booed off they get a can a can thrown at him and and it's canceled like like adam was saying so uh, you want to hear my theory? I, I don't even know if this has like been talked about. Probably, but Let's I think it. Red Ranger, Red Ranger, is an invader. Mm. Do you think he's an because, executive, probably, or I'm not sure. I, I think he's an invader because uh, he didn't die, and I think it's the same one who got stabbed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, what five or six chapters ago? Maybe a couple more. Uh, yeah. D D our main character. I mean, like. Stabbed him in the chest, cut fully through his torso. Like, any man would die with that kind of wound. Um, he falls over, and Red Ranger is just back, and nobody talks about it like anything happened. Um, so that's weird. I, I think that's a good guess. I do think that Red could be an executive or uh, an invader of some kind. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think he just, like, uh, went power-hungry, created this association, and all the other invaders are also bad guys, but there's, like, this weird power struggle thing. Yeah, um, and and I mean yeah. we're this uh, looking at this panel, right? Another thing that was revealed was that um, Usokobo and her dad, who are the sort of main characters of the Ranger Rights Association, apparently after the arc that we didn't think was very good, the garage training, whatever arc, um, the, this bird exec shows up whose name I don't remember. Um, but apparently they helped its last little bird escape and are sort of regrowing it. That was part of its thing is that it produced all these little birds. And if one of them survived, the executive survived and it could regrow. Um, Usakobo apparently uh, guided that bird out, took took the, the executive to her dad and they've been regrowing it. And the, did I get the right one? No. Um, apparently all these executives are like working with the Invader Rights Association to to resummon what did they call it like ultra mega beast or something yeah, ultra yeah, mega it, invader right it had the generic kind of power rangers the ultra, name. ultra death invader or something like that right yeah. something like that something, something, um yeah but yeah so that's i mean it's really it's really interesting i don't know how to describe it i mean it's essentially this is like a spy series right this is like an undercover agent working for two kind of rival like governments almost right superpowers right i mean the executives are a superpower the rangers are a superpower um they're both wrong but who's more wrong or who's more right um that's kind of part of the fun of reading it um super interesting do you do you have a do you know what this is in Us usukubo's hands here that she's hiding this little uh, ball I, in the panel yeah, it, what is that is that like an I, eyeball like an artificial eyeball or something yeah i don't know if it's like a one of the ranger weapons or something i'm not sure but yeah, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. just hidden stuff in here that has been planted that hasn't been brought up uh 
like we mentioned, I'll bring it up now. Um, the uh, U- Usukubo's dad mentioned to one of the Rangers, was it Green Ranger, I think, who he met? No, it was one of the other Rangers, maybe, but um, they like mentioned like an old Power Rangers series, right? That they were both a fan of, but one of them was like, oh, but but you don't get it. Or you're not representing it correctly, or something. So that's a red and red rift off. It was red. That's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And yeah, so there's something going on with the like old old Ranger show slash was it real slash maybe it's Invaders slash Executive. Who knows? There's there's something going on with that that I can't figure out that I think is going to become clear um, soon or eventually. Um, we do still have real Sakurama out there somewhere, um, doing something, working somehow. I don't, I don't actually know what. I mean, he is present, but he has not been present recently. Um, there's just a lot of cool, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it literally is the best way I can, you know, sell it to somebody. Is like, it's, it's like the best spy series I've ever read in manga for sure. There and there aren't a whole lot of spy series that I really know about. I mean, spy families. Not really a spy series. It's more of kind of slice of life, really, fun yeah. family stuff. Um, this it's is like right. That's yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just and it's and the the thing is that it, it's really good. Um, it has mm-hmm. really good characters and really good plot. The plot since the kind of one bad arc has turned around. Um, this also has an anime announcement. I think this is going to be. I think hopefully this is going to be really big when the anime comes because I I want us to see success. It's also from the author of Quintessential Quintuplets, which is like one of the best selling. I think Quintessential Quintuplets is like in the top fifty best selling manga of all time. Like that, it's an incredible selling series. So um, Negi Haruba is the author. I think he's a great author. I read Quintessential Quintuplets and loved it. Um, the mystery there and the sort of mystery spy stuff here in Ranger Reject is really good. Um, yeah, super excited to read this week to week. Have you seen uh, Community? Yes, not all of it, but I've seen it. So um, there's this episode, uh, which is like a, a kind of like a, a backstab betrayal episode where the Dean just partners with everyone uh, in a plot to like one character wanted like to get back at another character and he just double teams with it, like it backstabs and betrays everyone and it, at the end like they all kind of work to like backstab him it's like and they say yeah. it's like you know if you just ally yourself with everyone you're not allying with anything at anyone at all like you're just doing stuff and that's what d is he just allies with everyone everyone yeah. tries to use him as a tool and he he, he just he, he does the improv yes and to yeah. every single person that talks to him he's a, he's a complete moron um and that's our spy for the spy series, by the way, D. Which yeah, is tough, which is shit. I love it. I love it's it. He's, more. He's so fun. What was the what was the spy spoof movie with Steve Carell in it? Do you remember that from like 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, why am I not remembering? I can't remember the name of it, but one of the vaults. The I'm forgetting. I'm just gonna uh, Google it. It's gonna show up. Get smart. Um, get smart. Yeah. This is this is a. The main character is a healthy scoop of Get Smart, which is... Incompetent spy. He is an incompetent spy, but I think the other thing that makes the story work so well is that he's... He's doing stuff, right? This is a a character with agency uh, and proactivity, right? I mean, he he killed Red, Mm -hmm. he joined the Rangers, he did all this stuff. 
But at the same time, a lot of stuff just kind of happens around him that he gets to experience. And I think that is a cool and like a, a really kind of like matured, like an aged mature way of writing where instead of just, oh, the main character doesn't know anything. And so the, the reader is placed in their, in their point of view and we're learning and experiencing along with the main character as opposed to um, the main character is part of the world and we're watching them do stuff, blah, blah, blah. This is a cool, really well-written balance between, well, the main character is an idiot and he doesn't know everything. And so we learn along with him. And there's also stuff that just kind of happens around him, you know, like the, uh, assumedly, even if this uh, invader didn't exist, if D didn't exist, the invader rights would still have done all this stuff. Maybe everything goes the same. Maybe it's slightly different. Who knows? Um, you know, Green Battalion still would have done all this stuff. I don't know. It's just a really well-balanced story in a way that, in a way that the main character is actively participating in the story, but also the story moves on its own without the main character pushing. The main character isn't pushing every single plot forward all the time. They aren't that core. Um, uh, let's com- I mean, compare to something like One Piece, right? Like One Piece, you get. You know, you get to see other, what's happening on other islands, what's happening with the Red Hair Pirates or the Blackbeard Pirates, right? They do things without the Straw Hat Pirates being involved in them, and that makes the story and the world feel more alive. And I think Ranger Reject does that really well, too. Yeah, I would agree. It's just uh, it's just solid world building, right? Yeah, um, world building, writing, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. This is a great series. Um, super excited. We should probably come back to this in like, maybe just like a month or two. Whenever, whenever this is resolved or when some big reveal happens, my guess is this is going to come to a head pretty soon. Uh, well, okay, it's this is what are we on ninety eight or eighty eighty nine? So uh, I don't know. We'll come back for chapter one hundred. How about that? That should be yeah, about three months from now. We'll definitely check in on chapter one hundred, Ranger Reject, if we don't check in before then. But uh, yeah, and I love the way the chapter ended because. All this big stuff happens between all these powerful, the executives and the rangers. In the end, it comes back to D, and he's out there just going, show yourself, fight me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I'm an invader. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what's going to happen here. I don't even know what his motivation to do that is. Yeah, and that's, that's what makes me, again, this is a, a great sort of pacing ending page because this, I'm wondering, like, What's going to happen? Are they going to show up? Is he going to be left out? Why is he doing this? Assumedly, all of that will be explained in the next chapter, but it really makes me want to read the next chapter, which is like why it's such a good way to end the chapter. If the chapter had ended, you know, a page before with the reveal of the executives, which I don't have on here, um, if it had just ended with that, it would have been like, ooh, executives, cool, dark. Wonder what happens next. But this is starting a new starting a new ball, ball rolling down the hill, a new plot thread kind of. So I've mentioned this in the past, but this is the way you should end your manga chapters. If you're a writer, if you're listening, um, always try to end with the start of a new thing that is also kind of a carryover from an old thing. That way you've got forward momentum and people say, oh, I want to know what's happening next because it's exciting and it's it's about to build momentum or it's building momentum um, or it's about to drop, right? So this is a great, yeah, great end to the chapter. Yeah, I agree. And I think a flaw the series had uh, back when we thought it was flawed but had potential is that all of the side characters were introduced way too quickly, so we mm-hmm. didn't know any of them. I think it established very likable side characters now. I think Green Ranger, JFC, yeah. Hisui. Hisui, yeah. Uh, those, I really like Hisui. Yeah. I really like Green Hisubeko Ranger. Hisubeko is interesting. Like, all, all of the side characters, 
in this current arc have been interesting. So yeah. yeah. And we're getting little flashes of some of the other uh side characters they met when they introduced too many of them. So I'm I'm not as down on that arc anymore because those characters stayed important. They weren't just kind of introduced and thrown away. Uh a lot of it's still stuck a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, anything else about Ranger Reject? Uh no. Cool. Uh that's it for manga this week. Let's do one more thing. What uh, You're reading something else I want to talk about. Uh, this is The Fragrant Flower Blooms with Dignity. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the title is in reference to yet because I haven't been... I've read, like, I think 15 chapters of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Reddit Sweetheart. They lo- they seem to love it. Uh, every thread gets, like... I'd say, I've seen, this, I've seen this a lot on Twitter, a lot on Reddit, so I'm curious. Um, I think it's good... But it also has a lot of cliche tropes that I don't mm-hmm. like. But I think it's good all in all. You know, I like the writing. I think the characters are interesting. And, you know, I, I, a lot of uh, good romances explore character insecurities. And this does that in spades. Yeah. Um, uh, The dude has, like, such a massive... I, I, I guess inferiority complex. He looks like scary. It's like uh, the owners of his complex in, in the manga, so people don't treat him fairly because he just looks like a, a, a scumbag or a thug. Right, yeah, it's the same. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Wait, where is it? I'm wearing my Toradora shirt. It's the same, oh, yeah, same plot yeah, point from exactly. Toradora, right? The guy looks like a, a miscreant, so everyone thinks he is, even though he's like um, the most upstanding guy. It's it's the same case here, um, yep. except it explores it more than any other series I've seen. Like, he's a very nice guy, but he's so incredibly down on himself that other people notice and are like, hey, you got to work on that because we don't think that way about it. Like, this mm-hmm. is multiple characters tell him, it's like, hey, you're we love you. You're hating on yourself right now. And yeah, I think that's interesting because it's like it happens in real life. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I've I've had friends like that in the past, definitely, who are, you know so insecure that it kind of gets in the way of wanting to do stuff or you know you know oh go you know get a drink so i can't i'm not i'm bad at talking to people like i've I've had friends like that in the past so that's totally understandable for sure yeah uh the main girl it it seems like the guy would be the chill one and the girl would be the nervous one Mm -hmm. uh from this picture especially (laughs) from this picture right yeah no the girl is uh incredibly positive uh determined and like i don't know she's cool she's a cool person um uh, yeah she's she's just like a really understanding and like uh like every single dramatic moment her reaction is like okay let's talk about it and i'm sure it's not as bad as you think it is regardless of which character like is talking to her she's just a she's just a cool character and i Mm -hmm. i don't think her design really reflects that on a surface level you know it, she seems like the timid shoujo protagonist type right um yeah. i think she's a she's a good character she's probably the best character in that manga so far uh in my opinion it's like a seven out of ten cool. from what i've yeah. read but i think uh i think it probably gets better since uh reddit loves it so much so i'll keep reading yeah i'm curious to check it out this seems like it's up my alley of you know sort of just comfy romance deep character exploration that's uh I think you'd like it. Yeah. That's definitely up my jam. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to check this one out when I have some free time. Um, anything yeah, else was, on? Uh... Uh, yeah, I was gonna bring. I was gonna put this as my discussion, but uh, 
I, I put the shit posts there instead. And I talk more about this in my one more thing. Yeah, uh, well, go. I mean, when you get to Very the current good. chapter, let's talk about it. Then we can talk about the most recent chapter of it. But Yeah, let's do that. That sounds cool. good. How about you, Bruce? Uh, what do you uh, got mine is, is big. I built a new computer. There it is on the table. Oh. Um, okay. It's... Uh, what are the specs? I i7 13700kf uh geforce 4070 ti yeah it's a it's a big boy compared to my old thing i upgraded from a 1070 ti and a a 9600k so i'm four generations newer processor three generations newer graphics card uh everything else generations newer i went from ddr3 to ddr4 i think yeah, this thing is a beast. For let me give you an example. Uh, doing video rendering, I use After Effects and Premiere Pro. So in After Effects, I have about a three and a half minute clip I'm working with right now um, of various effects and things. Doing manga for my next video. When I rendered that on my old computer, uh, rendering the whole three and a half minutes would take somewhere in the range of like eight to ten minutes in After Effects. Um, the I, I would render like a 30 second uh, part of it. That 30 seconds would take me like four minutes almost because um, it was like more intensive. But anyways, start this up, render it once. Okay, it goes from four minutes down to like two and a half minutes. Hey, that's 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 a pretty good. Um, now that it had cached all those things, I like made a change and re-re-rendered it and it rendered those 30 seconds in like eight seconds. Wow. So yeah, this is something, I mean, and I had rendered multiple times previously. So four minutes to render 30 seconds down to like eight seconds. Um, and the Premiere Pro, which is which is a video editor, that one is even crazier. So Premiere Pro, I think, doesn't have the same, quite the same sort of caching that After Effects does. Um, I'm rendering the my sort of full three and a half minute video that I have right now, which will eventually be longer. Um, the it renders three and a half minutes of video. That's, that's full audio, all effects um, at, you know, uh, 1080 it renders that in like 20 seconds it renders three and a half minutes of video in 20 seconds which is insane yeah not bad and what this uh, did you yeah. did you build this thing or did, i built it yeah i built it um yeah i built it with the help of my roommates and my friends uh so shout out to them um but yeah i mean it's super well set up it cost me a ton of fucking money but um this should last me four or five years so i'm i'm pretty happy with it and super happy that, I mean, one thing that in, just increases the sort of workflow of me being able to edit videos and do stuff is, uh, one thing with the podcast specifically is on my old system, I could not stream and record at the same time. I got lagged the couple times I tried to do that. Now I am streaming and recording and I can, I went to YouTube and checked. We're all good. I'm doing both of those. So what that should mean is that I can get better quality uh, better quality video because I don't have to go and download from YouTube and I can upload tonight. Essentially the podcast can go up after it's recorded the same day or a day later. Um, audio and all that jazz can just go up cause I can record locally. The other thing is now when I'm video editing, you know, you you're working on a smaller section of the screen to preview because there's all your tools and your timeline and stuff. Um, and that preview doesn't always render everything sort of full screen. So being able to just go, crap, I need to see what that effect looks like full screen. I can just hit render and it's done in less than a minute and then I can go watch it and I can get right back to work. When previously, if I was saying, okay, 
Previously, what I would do is I would work a bunch and I would render it once at the end of the day, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it took in After Effects or Premiere. And then I would go and watch it and be like, okay, that's the work I did. I need to go back and make X, Y, and Z changes. But now being able to just like hit render, get a video almost instantly, go watch it, and it's there and the effect is full. And I can say, oh, no, I need to make a change. And I can do that and I can go back. I also have way more memory. I have M.2 drives in this thing. Um, I have like three extra terabytes of storage because I was running short on storage for all the videos and the pictures and stuff. So yeah, this is uh, this is my workhorse, my, my one desktop now. So hopefully it, it keeps up. I think it has so far and it has very much impressed me. So I think it's going to be great. I played, I downloaded Cyberpunk because that game did not work on my old system. And I literally put everything on either ultra high or I think there's a couple things that are ranked like insane or crazy or something like that everything high ray tracing on DLSS 3 it ran like 80 FPS 80 to 120 FPS like, like insane the 4070 Ti nice. is an insane card so hey well sweet you can finally play Fortnite yeah I can actually finally render fully Minecraft that's actually one of the hardest things to, to play fully so some people do just buy crazy PCs and play Minecraft a lot yeah, well, I mean, and to be honest, rendering tons of blocks or whatever in Minecraft is is pretty hard. But yeah, that's been my uh, weekend and last couple of weeks. I got the bonus from work, so I spent it all here um, recovering financially from this. But it's set, it's good, it's done. I don't need anything else. I might buy a little bit of RAM in a year to upgrade. I have 32. I don't know if I necessarily need more. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, having 64 doesn't isn't going to help me very much. But, you know, sometimes you just want to spend 80 bucks and throw it in your computer, so... Well, sweet cool uh with that thanks for watching and or listening everybody um we appreciate you coming and hanging out with us to talk about manga don't forget if you enjoy the show um giving us more eyes and ears is a great way to support us click like subscribe go to the youtube channels white gray black uh wgb manga podcast both of those whatever platform you're using click the bell click the check mark click the thumbs up whatever it looks like there um, if you want to support us more directly, don't forget about the Patreon, patreon.com slash WGBmanga. Um, check me out on Twitter at WGBmanga. As always, thank you so much for being with us. Catch you later. Don't forget to read more manga. <laughs>